Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Thanks to all of you for joining us today in our very clear lesson on the power and the necessity for (laughs) non-attachment. Wasn't really what we had planned today, but I will share with you that when we do our opening prayer before each service, I I usually add in some verbiage around letting go and, and acknowledging that we've come into the center with an agenda for how we think things will go, how we have intuited and plan them to go. But I always put a line in the prayer, usually anyway, and I I think I might take it out now, uh, that says, and we're willing to release all of our plans and expectations so the greater good might be made manifest. Well, the greater good is being made manifest here today. Uh, As Reverend Sherry said, we've had any number of just an unusually large number of lumps and bumps in the background, but you know what? Does it really matter? Well, yeah, for some of them, there's some, it does. And, and things matter, but how attached are we to them? You know, life flows much easier if we're willing to realize that we have plans and expectations, but realize that maybe there's a greater good looking to be expressed. You know, I I think it's so beautiful, the words of Reverend Sherry's meditation this morning, because uh, I'm sure like in your life, you've had experiences where the whole day just seems to fall like dominoes. And what do you do about that? What are the spiritual tools and principles we use when the dominoes are falling? Easy. We connect with spirit. We connect with that which is eternal and infinite and within us and all around us. And it is through our spiritual practice that we connect and commune with that. And when we do, we always find a way to get through any challenge, any circumstance that life is bringing to us. And when we get to that calm, centered place, then we can be open to the question, What are the blessings in this experience? I shared last week uh, in one of my video messages, and I'll share again today. My belief is that whatever the size of the problem, the blessing is even bigger than that. So yeah, we're having some technical glitches and gremlins and things happen in the backdrop. But it's not going to stop us from offering an opportunity for spiritual practice in prayer and meditation. It's not going to stop us from offering music that fills the heart and the soul with peacefulness. It's not going to stop us from offering an inspiring talk, knock on wood, and even raising an offering. The work of the mission and vision of Unity of Fairfax will always continue. And not only that, we will leverage the experiences of the day to remind ourselves that there is a power and a presence at work in every situation. And yes, we can relax in a moment of peacefulness and know we are loved. We can relax in a moment of peacefulness and know we are safe. We can relax in a moment of peacefulness 
and still be in joy. I'm joyful to have this, joy-filled to have this opportunity to be with you today. And I'm looking forward to when we will do so in person again. But for right now, I'm grateful for what we have. Rather than cursing what we don't have, there's a greater path of prosperity when we praise and give thanks for the things we do have. Because you know what happens when we do that? We get more things to praise and give thanks for. So I'm giving thanks for all of our volunteers who've jumped in the last minute to give the A-team the best effort. I'm grateful for the technology that allows us to be together. I'm grateful for this beautiful day. Yes, even if we are going to have freezing rain, which makes me wonder if the universe is trying to shoo us out of here a little bit sooner so we all get home safely. Who knows? It's not going to take my joy. It's not going to take away my enthusiasm. And it's not going to take away my sense of satisfaction at the way we are fulfilling our mission and vision here at Unity of Fairfax. So there you have it. So I want to get back into our talk series that we started last week. So last week, I inaugurated a six-week talk series based on the book, Master Class Lessons by Unity Minister Reverend uh, Ernest Wilson. And this material was published in the 1930s. And you might be thinking, gosh, you're using old stuff. Well, I am using old stuff because it's solid. It's principle-based. You can get a copy of the book for free online at truthunity.net. I encourage you to do so. And it's really great material. But I have a question for you, um, and we are still close enough to the beginning of the year. You probably have know the answer off the top of your head. Did any one of you, and myself included, set an intention to experience more prosperity and abundance in the new year? Volunteers? Okay. All right. I see a few hands going up. All right. Well, great. And conversely, did you set an intention to release yourself from Financial obligations. That's a nice way of saying of completing some debts. Well, if so, you've come to the right place. You know, our Unity and New Thought teachings uh, have at their core an understanding that everyone can have life and have it abundantly, as Jesus said in John 10.10. 10. So fundamentally, our basic premise is there is enough good to go around without anyone needing to take anyone else's or to hoard or to uh, be afraid that there won't be enough, because there is. However, we do have experiences when it doesn't seem like that's really the case. It's kind of like the supply chain shortages we've been experiencing as a result of the pandemic. Now, we know that there have, we've, and we've seen the pictures of the ships at, out at sea waiting to come into port to be unloaded so the goods can get to market, but something has disrupted the flow, right? So what is that? And how does that relate to what we teach in unity? You know, we know that in God's kingdom, there is good galore. And that's not just limited to material things and money. But that includes such things as vibrant well-being, loving relationships, healthy self-esteem, to name a few. Yet sometimes it seems that we as individuals experience our own supply chain shortages. I, I know I have. Oh, and, and so here's another a case of leveraging the pandemic for good. Um, 
uh, I love being able to use this reference because many of you know, or maybe you don't know, years ago in my prior career, I worked in international container shipping. I've been on those ships, and I'll tell you quite honestly, I was grossly misemployed, but it's still nice to have that image in mind and to acknowledge that as an international studies uh, major, I got a job in my field. So yeah, I'm going to call it a win. So back to today's material. Um, we st started last week, so we're going to tie things together and bring it together. Last week, we started at the beginning, as we say in unity. We started with prayer. Because central to unity and all the New Thought uh, families of faith is an understanding that prayer is multifaceted. Prayer is a process whereby we connect and commune with God as we understand God to be, as well as God as we don't understand God to be, that beautiful divine mystery. And prayer can also be a tool by which we can manifest the good that we desire to demonstrate. Prayer then becomes a way of resolving the supply chain shortages in our lives. In the book, Masterclass Lessons, there's a quote that uh, speaks to prayer, and I want to revisit it from last week. It says, your prayer should not be a wish, but a conviction. How far does your prayer extend? To your dreams? To your thoughts? To your affirmations? Or through all these, to your thoughts? all that you say, and all that you do. Become a thinking, feeling, breathing, acting of prayer of faith. I have a typo, and I'm not even sure what it says. And your prayer will be fulfilled through all the channels that you open to it by your consciousness of prayer. So just how many channels are you open to? How many channels am I open to? Because in truth, there are an infinite number of channels through which the good of the universe can come to all of us. So consider a story, and you may have heard this story before. There was a man stuck on his rooftop during a flood. He shouted, God, please help me, and he was praying fervently. Well, don't you know, not too long after, a man came through on a rowboat. Say, hey, sir, jump in, I'll help you. And the man shouted back, no, no, I'm waiting for God to come and save me. All right. So the man just kept rowing along. Next thing you know, another motorist came by in her motorboat. And she said to the man, hey, get on in. We'll get you to safety. And he goes, no, 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 I'm waiting for God to come help me. She waved and said, see ya, and went on to safety herself. Next thing you know, a helicopter comes by drops her rope down to the man, and, and the guy, man in the helicopter says, come on up, we'll get you to safety. And he goes, no, no, I'm waiting for God to come help me. And the helicopter reluctantly flew away. Well, as you can imagine, the flood came, the man drowned, and he eventually got to a place where he was in conversation with God. And he said, God, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I did everything, you wouldn't help me. And God said, I sent you a rowboat, I sent you a motorboat, I sent you a helicopter. What do you expect? How many channels are you open to, to experiencing your good? And do you have the vision to see where your prayers are being answered? Because there is an intimate connection between faith and vision, prayer and demonstration. And the material for this week's 
chapter in Masterclass Lessons entitled The Master's Way of Giving, Wilson recounts the experience of a man of faith who had tremendous financial difficulties. Trust me, people of faith can have tremendous financial difficulties. The story, and I'm not going to go into it, uh, took place actually during the Great Depression. But the man in the story, the subject, adopted a mantra, which is an affirmation, a statement of truth that he kept repeating to himself through this journey. And what he kept affirming to himself is, there is a way. I know there is a way. And we could say the same thing about how we are dealing with the pandemic or some of the social divisions and issues we're experiencing politically. There is a way. I know there is a way. And again, prosperity and abundance are not limited to money and material possessions, but to the myriad forms of good that are available to all of us in infinite measure, including health and civic unity. And all those goods come to us through meta various metaphorical rowboats and motorboats and helicopters. And they're already here if we are willing to see them, if we have the vision to see them. Ah, so let's breathe on that. Because the answers are already here for whatever we're wanting to demonstrate, whether personally or collectively. It's like Reverend Sherry brought us into silence so that we could see them. So that when things get crazy and we get sucked into the crazy, we have to remember, slow down. Put aside the day-to-day -day torments and facts and remember the capital T truth as we affirm in our prayer of truth, wherever I am, God is. And if that's true, and it is, then there is a way. I know there is a way. Wilson says in the material, to spirit then, supply is infinite and instantaneous. To consciousness, it is progressive. Now let's repeat that. To spirit then, supply is infinite and instantaneous. To consciousness, it is progressive. In other words, each one of us must come to understand our own individual understanding of the consciousness of supply. And what he says about that is no amount of reading or study will of itself give you a prosperity consciousness, as it's sometimes called. He even makes it worse by saying no amount of spiritual meditation can of itself give you this desirable perception. He says, you must use what you have. You must put into actual practice all the truth, capital T truth, that you read and study concerning the law of supply. It is true that supply is unlimited, he says, that it is everywhere present, available, and immediately usable but it is no more usable, available, and immediate to you than is your capacity to perceive, appropriate, and use it. 
Now, this isn't about shaming or blaming. If you're in a tight spot right now, like the great man of faith who had lost his witches, it's not about shame or blame. It's about reminding ourselves of how truly powerful we are to affect constructive change in our lives and in the world. So how is it that we augment and grow and demonstrate our prosperity consciousness? The key is to stay in the flow of giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. And we always start with giving. That's the, the start button on your brand new car. It's a start button. You give something to get the flow going. So don't wait to receive some good before you share of your time, namely the time you invest in your prayer and your spiritual practice. Don't wait to receive something before you give of your talent, your professional or personal service and volunteerism. And don't wait to receive something until you give of your treasure, that is your financial good or tangible goods that you can share. We'll talk about the receiving part in two weeks. Start the flow of good now by taking charge of the situation. Take the initiative. So in the material for this week, Wilson gives us four very simple tools or thoughts to hold in our giving. Give wisely, give promptly, give freely, and give regularly. So let's just do a quick review of each one of these. Wisely. Wilson says we must give wisely. And he cautions about giving to dependents. See, giving is not helpful if it enables a dependent situation. This doesn't mean we don't give to people on the street. We listen to our hearts. But when we want to really make a constructive impact and we give as we want to receive, we want people to give to us wisely. So we give to the world wisely. So listen to your inner wisdom. Wisdom is one of your spiritual faculties that is a divine inheritance we all have. Give, listen to your inner wisdom about where to give and how to give so that you make the greatest impact and do not simply enable or prolong an untenable situation. Number two, wise promptly. He says, if it's true that we receive as we give, then how foolish is it for withhold until the last possible moment the payment of a debt or other obligation? If you do not give until you are obliged to give, how can you expect someone to, how can you expect to receive promptly the payment or obligations owed to you? It's kind of that notion of what goes around comes around. I mean, honestly, I got to be honest with you. This hit me like a slap in the face. Because I've always had, and it's a personal story, my good has always come to me. I look at my life and the things I've gotten to do, and it's like, well, it's really fantastic. I, I have a fantastic life. And yet, it has seemed many times that my good didn't come until the last possible moment. And I've always wondered, why is that? And now I think I know. It's kind of like the combination of knowing that this is an abundant universe and yet on some level enabling, giving my time and attention to a doubt 
Maybe it's really not. So just in case, I'll hang on to every last penny until the absolute last minute before I have to pay. Oh, that one stung. So I'm setting in place a new MO. When a bill comes in, the money goes out. Start that flow and keep it going. It might work for you. It seems to be working for me since I found this material. Number three, give freely. This is another way of saying when you give something, you give without strings, without expectation of return, without making an implied contract with the recipient that they didn't know they were signing. It's not a quid pro quo, as it were. So whether you're giving your time, your talent, your treasure, once it is given, let it go to do the work with which it was sent forth from you. I often tell people at the time of receiving an offering in a class or a Sunday service that if you can't give willingly, cheerfully, joyfully, or lovingly, please hold on to your money until you can. Because the way I want to receive is willingly, cheerfully, joyfully, and lovingly. That's that flow. So let's give freely. And lastly, point number four, give regularly. Make giving somehow, some way, a habit. I mean, if you want to stay in the flow of receiving regularly, it makes sense that we would give regularly. Make it a habit. It's that simple. It's like the line says in the scriptures, give as you give, so shall you receive. Well, I like a regular inflow of supply. So I want to make it a habit to regularly give. Now, for you, what the word regularly means is up to you. It's important that it is meaningful to you and makes sense for you. That's where your divine wisdom faculty comes back in. For example, if you're blessed by Unity of Fairfax, we encourage you to give regularly to Unity of Fairfax. So in this lesson, I've focused on the divine idea of giving as a component of demonstrating and realizing, that is, making real, individual and collective good. And as I said, on the 23rd, we'll talk about the receiving end. We're going to do a little diversion next week and focus on the life and legacy of Reverend Dr. King. As a final affirmation, I'm going to share a few words that I invite you to repeat with me. I'll give it once and then invite you to share it with me. I am a radiating center of the Christ light. Together. I am a radiating center of the Christ light. Mighty to attract my good. Together. Mighty to attract my good. And to radiate it to others. And to radiate it to others. I am a radiating center of the Christ light, mighty to attract my good and to radiate it to others. Mmm, how sweet it is. Ah, peace be with you and namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. 
We appreciate your donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.